Welcome to Furry Explained. I'm Finn, a big black cat from the internet, and Furry Explained is my show about furries and their culture. Now, if you've been following this show for a while and have been paying attention to the general cadence of the episodes that come out, you'll notice that every time we do a few episodes that are very in-depth on this show, I always like to follow them up with something a little bit more simple. A palate cleanser after a full course meal, if you will. And today is another one of those days. I feel like the last two episodes were a lot to think about and, much to my personal delight, spurred a lot of good conversation about some of the edge cases around the furry fandom. But I think it's time to get back to the basics a little bit. Personally, I know I needed a little bit of a research break this week and wanted to do an episode geared more towards some of the newer members of the fandom, which I believe is still the largest portion of the audience of this show. So we're going to do just that. And on this episode, we're going to take a look at the top 10 mistakes that newer furries tend to make and why they're things they really shouldn't do. And there's really nothing else to add there. I know I did an episode about young furries and talked about some of the mistakes that they tend to make, but there are a few that I left off, and this list isn't as exclusive or tailored towards the younger portion of listeners of this show. More the newer members of the fandom, or those still making the decision for themselves whether they want to fully join or not. But I'll be honest, a lot of seasoned furries make these mistakes too, and a few of them on this list come directly from personal experience. So we're not here to shame anyone. This is a learning and growing process. But there are some things that furries tend to do that may not be the best way to go about their time in the fandom. So let's look at 10 of them. Welcome to Furry Explained, and we'll get started right here. All right, let's get right into it. Let's go over what I believe are the top 10 mistakes that new and even some seasoned furries make. And the first is not getting a ref sheet. If there's anything that's almost required in the furry fandom, it's having a reference sheet for your fursona. You can think of it as your furry fandom ID card, because in more ways than one, it really is. You can have a fantastic fursona fiending for fandom use, but you really can't get that much use out of it without a visual description of what your character looks like from the front, back, and side. Having one unlocks the entire rest of the fandom, allowing you to get art, use it as your profile picture online, and essentially put a face or muzzle or maw or beak or what have you to the name of your fursona. And you know, I guess it's not technically required since you can still very much be a furry without a ref sheet, but if you have a fursona, even the most basic of ref sheets will go a long way in accessing so much of what this great fandom has to offer. The second mistake that new furries tend to make is copying someone else's fursona. And I'm being rather generous with the word copying here. Because taking someone else's character and using it as your own is nothing short of stealing. 
It's furry identity theft, which may sound amusing as a concept, but it's a real thing that happens a lot more than it really should. And it might not make sense initially to newer members of the fandom, but even though they're not real, taking someone else's persona usually involves taking things that are real, including things like art that they paid for. And even discarding that, copying someone else's persona is also copying their intellectual property, which, without getting too deep into the details, is the concept of taking someone else's original idea and calling it your own. And it can't be fun going around using someone else's character, even temporarily. This fandom is built on the creativity of its members. It's more than worth it to take the time to come up with a persona that uniquely represents who you are or who you want to be. The third mistake that new furries tend to make is wanting to get free art. And look, I get it, being a furry can get expensive. We'll be talking about that later on, in fact. But trying to get anything for free in this fandom won't usually work out. This is especially true for art. We've talked at nauseum about how artists are the lifeblood of this fandom, and the work they do is incredibly valuable. And that's not being figurative. Their work is literally monetarily valuable to those whom they make it for. So no, there really shouldn't be any time in this fandom where you ask for free art. The only exception to this is in the case of an art trade, but even then, your payment is making art for your requested artists in reciprocation. And we won't get into the topic of tipping artists on top of paying them, which I quickly found out is a lot more controversial than I thought, but you should always be paying something for art in the fandom. The fourth mistake that new furries make is thinking that they need a fursuit. And again, I get this one. Fursuits are one of the things that makes this fandom unique and just a fascinating experience from all aspects. They are not only just a pleasure to look at, but performing in one can be a transformative activity as well. But despite all of that, a vast majority of furries in the fandom don't have one and they are by no means a requirement to experience everything that this fandom has to offer. You are not a lesser furry if you aren't in the position to get a fursuit or simply don't want one. And it can be tough to understand, as it seems like a lot of, I guess, more popular furries may have one. But having a fursuit is in no way needed to be a furry. Heck, I don't have one and really don't plan on getting one anytime soon. And the fifth mistake that new furries make is not respecting other people's personal space. Now, this is an interesting one because it's not strictly a furry fandom problem, but one that members of the fandom seem to be a lot more susceptible to. There is a general consensus in the fandom that we like to be physically close to each other. Hugging is huge for furries and almost acts as a universal greeting for a lot of members in the fandom. But I think the issue comes when people assume that everyone they meet in the fandom is comfortable with being that close to other people and their personal space. 
Even when asked to step away, some furs seem to not get the message the first time and like to stay in people's personal space. Believe it or not, not everyone likes things like hugging, and I am one of the people in that category. If you get a hug from me, it means we are extremely close friends or family. Otherwise, I would actually prefer for people to not get too physically close to me in any situation. I don't know, maybe I'm just ranting after a bad experience I've had with another furry, but always ask and get expressed enthusiastic consent before entering someone else's personal bubble. And trust me, I'm the exception to the rule. A lot of members of the fandom would more than welcome your company up close and personal. Alright, let's keep going. We're on 6, right? Yeah, so the sixth mistake that new furries make is not managing their finances. Now, this is kind of a broad topic, but it basically comes down to the fact that being a furry can be quite an expensive hobby. Whether it be how addicting getting new art of your fursona can be, to going about the process of purchasing a fursuit, to even the total costs of going to a convention, even a local one, the actual financial capital of being a furry can be quite a lot. And I'm all for spending some money on your hobbies. We don't have to get into how much I've spent on making this podcast. But I've seen too many stories of people going all in on the fandom, even if they can't reasonably afford it. Remember, unless your income depends on the fandom itself, or what I like to call being a full-time furry, you have to take care of yourself and your basic essentials first. And after those are taken care of, you can do whatever you want with your money. I'm weird and have an entire section of my monthly budget carved out for being a furry, but it doesn't have to go that in-depth. Just don't spend all of your money on being a furry. It's usually not a good financial decision to make. The seventh mistake that new and honestly a lot of seasoned furries make is shaming others for the adult side of the fandom. Now, this is another one of those that is rather controversial, since everyone has their own views on more adult themes in a fandom that attracts a wide range of ages. And I'm not saying that everyone has to be an active participant in those parts either. The point is that it's not a good idea to shame those who do participate in the more adult aspects of the fandom. As long as they are of age and enthusiastically consenting, it's their business what they do behind closed doors. And I think this also plays into the idea that we as furries should deny the fact that adult stuff goes on in this fandom. And if you've listened to this show before, you should know that I don't really agree with that statement. There's no use in denying that side of the fandom. When you gather a lot of adults together, some are bound to do adult things. Now, you can downplay the prevalence of it in the fandom as those who do participate are still a minority, but denying that it does happen and shunning those who do participate in that side is just disrespectful. And trust me, it'd be naive of me to say that the separation of adult stuff away from minors is perfect. There's still a lot of work to be done on that front. But despite those challenges, even if you don't agree with people enjoying things that they are legally allowed to enjoy, 
If you don't have anything nice to say about them, it's best not to say anything at all. That's the thumper rule, right? But seriously, don't make the mistake of being disrespectful to consenting adults doing adult things in the fandom. The eighth mistake that new furries make is thinking and acting on the thought that they have to come out as a furry. Now, this one, in terms of importance, is probably in the top three of the ten that we go over today. We've explained in a few different ways on this show why coming out as a furry is a mistake. And not to beat a dead horse, which I need to use a better saying than that and try to phase that one out, but coming out as a furry makes it a much bigger deal than what being a furry really is, which can lead to some unfortunate situations that could have been easily avoided. At the end of the day, being a furry is a hobby. It's not permanent in any way and is something you can easily pick up and drop off however you see fit. Coming out as a furry makes it seem like being one is part of your permanent, immutable identity and doesn't command nearly as much seriousness as coming out as something not straight or cis. Now I get why especially new furs think that coming out as a furry is necessary but there are ways you can go about telling those who may not be as supportive about the whole idea of being a furry and what being a member of the fandom really entails. It all depends on your approach and how you present the factual information about the fandom. Or you can just not tell anyone at all. It's just a fun thing that most of us do on the side, and there's no real good reason to actually come out as a furry. The penultimate mistake in our list that furries tend to make is wanting to be popular. Now, this one is a bit tricky because in some ways it contrasts with the last one that we'll go over in a second. But it seems like a lot of new members of the fandom see it as a way to get really popular and have a large following either on social media or just in general. And because they see that there are a lot of rather popular furries out there, they believe that they can speedrun their way to stardom. And to be honest, I guess there are certain ways to do that, but I think it completely misses the point of being a furry. Being popular can seem cool, but focusing so much on that right from the beginning means that you can miss out on the enjoyment of being a furry that doesn't require a bunch of followers. I don't really like the phrase, it's about the journey, not the destination, for a bunch of personal reasons, but I actually think it holds merit here. Focusing so much on your numbers online or how many people want to talk to you on an everyday basis can skew your personal perception of your self-worth, which can be a real hard mentality to drag yourself out of. Plus, being popular has its own set of challenges. I've been meaning to put together an episode about popular furries and that whole aspect of the fandom, but that's one of those episodes I don't just want to throw together and I haven't found the time for it yet. But I digress, it's not the best of ideas to come to this fandom using it as a means to the end of being popular. And finally, the last and in my opinion biggest mistake that you can make in the furry fandom is not making friends. 
And I mean, come on, you knew we had to end on something wholesome, right? But seriously, the whole point of joining any communal group is to meet new people, at the very least. And this fandom is special because it is based on something so interesting, yet so open to interpretation, that it naturally attracts a wide variety of cool and interesting people. And to call yourself a furry and not reach out to some of those cool people almost defeats the purpose of joining the fandom in the first place. And it really isn't a hyperbole when I say that you can make some lifelong best friends all within the fandom. And look, or listen in this case, I understand that social anxiety is a thing. Trust me, I deal with it every day. But the fandom happens to be a great place to work on improving that as well. It's a relatively safe space for you to meet other people at the pace that you're comfortable with. And if there's anything I can guarantee, it's that if you put yourself out there, you're bound to find a new friend, best friend, or even partner in the furry fandom. Don't make the mistake of not trying to make new friends, because if you do try, the results can truly be everlasting. Now of course, there were a bunch of other mistakes that new furries make that we could have gone over. But I felt that these in particular were some of the ones that I've not only seen, but seen repeatedly throughout my relatively not so long time in the fandom. And the goal here is not to shame anyone for making these mistakes. I've made a few of them myself, and part of increasing your time in the fandom is growing as a person as well. But if you can catch them early, it will make your experience in the fandom that much more rewarding, especially if you can avoid these 10 mistakes that new furries tend to make. Alright, that concludes this episode of Furry Explained. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I really hope you enjoyed it and maybe learned something new today. As always, if you want to continue the conversation about these mistakes new furries make or if I missed any, or if you have any other feedback for the show, you can find and follow me on Twitter. I'm at FinnThePanther, and a link to my Twitter is down in the show notes, along with some other resources about mistakes that new furries make that you should definitely check out. As always, if you like the show and want to support it, the best way to do that is to follow or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you're on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, make sure to give the show a rating and a review as well. You can also just tell people about the show, and if they don't know where to start looking, you can point them to one of our little corners of the internet, furry-explain.com or pod.link slash furryexplained. Thank you so much for doing so, and we'll be back next week for another episode of Furry Explained. But until then, stay wild out there. Peace. Alright, bonus one for you wonderful listeners who like to stay behind after the end. If I had to give a personal 11th mistake that furries make, it's not creating something for the community.
I'm a bit biased being somewhat of a content creator myself, but this community thrives on what others make in and for it. And I'm being really generic here. It doesn't have to be anything huge or meant to grow really big. It could be a short story that you share with a few people. It could be something like a mod for a video game that makes it just a little bit more furry. Or it could be creating a small but tight-knit community for you and your friends in the fandom. But whatever it is, don't be afraid to just try something. Life's too short to regret not doing that thing that you always wanted to do. And the fandom is a great place to experiment with new and radical ideas. Sure, your first idea might not stick, but just the trial and error of making something is such a rewarding experience, especially as a furry. I don't know, I'm in a real preachy mood today, so there's your motivational speech for the week. Enjoy.